0: Hello and welcome to Access Chat. Now Antonio this week he's on holiday, don't blame him, it's summer, it's beautiful, um, but there's still three of us and i um, really delighted to welcome back my former colleague and dear friend Denise Reed-Lamoreau Lamoureux, is now Director of, let's get this right, Equity and Belonging at Zillow and um, so great to have you with us Denise for our European, non-U.S. audience, can you tell us a little bit about Zillow? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, thanks, Neil. And I'm so glad to be back here with you and Deborah. I miss Antonio, of course, but I'll catch up with him at some other time. So Zillow is a phenomenon wherein um, people can come out to the website, um, which is Zillow.com here in the U.S. and look for homes. And the, the tagline is find it it, own it. So it is an an eye buying opportunity, an internet purchasing opportunity where you can purchase a home. Um, You can look for new construction. You can look for um, current homes. You can look into foreclosures. You can look at for sale by owner. You can rent um, from retail buildings down to personal homes. You can also get involved in understanding what Um, you would qualify for, what a mortgage calculator can tell you about what you would be paying monthly for a home. And then you can also um, sign up for mortgage assistance and speak to a mortgage broker. Then you can take it to that next level. After you've toured some of the homes, they have a 360-degree view of the interior as well as the exterior of the homes they list, you can then connect with a real estate agent, a home improvement pro, and so on and so forth. And then the pros can advertise on Zillow's site and, you know, really be able to um, get get that buyer's buy-in from every step in the process. So what started as small has now grown exponentially. And can I add more? Absolutely, Deborah,
2: Because... I love Zillow. I love <laughs> Americans love Zillow. So I also want to say, sorry, as one of your customers, that um, you also can decide where you want to live. And they have mm-hmm. all the reporting and information about what are the right cities. And right. we have these Zoom towns going on right now, as you can find right. out data. But say that you decide you want to live maybe in this one area of North Carolina. You can go to Zillow, and it will tell you everything that is for rent to buy, how much it is, how old the history. uh, Oh my gosh, we love it. We love Zillow in the United States. It's an amazing tool. And you know, there's there's
1: that whole concept of first starting with the dream of either home ownership or rental of a new place to live. Them moving through to the reality of getting into that place, and Zillow is trying to, you know, expand the experience for these searchers, these dreamers, to be much more inclusive, to be much more accessible, and then in turn be much more of a way by which they find exactly what they're looking for and they know they're going to be welcomed in that neighborhood that they're moving into.
0: Yeah. So, we have a this slightly similar set of tools in the UK. Uh, you've got uh, one called Rightmove and another one called Zoopla. And, and um, as someone that's moved a few times in the last few years, I've spent inordinate hours looking at properties online. You know, I used to say I was doom scrolling through, through Rightmove, but it appears to me that whilst there's a lot of those similar services, you've got a community aspect to this that that is not there in the sort of house shopping tools that we have on this side of the atlantic
1: and you know that's part of the 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 magic that's grown up around this platform is that it really is focusing on the people side of the equation as much as it is on the business so it isn't just sell 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 it's incorporate it's include it's provide it's share so all of that really leads to you know people spend um who aren't even looking for homes spend hours a week on this platform and it can be educational for them from many different angles. Plus, it's sort of a form of entertainment, which really took hold during the pandemic. When people didn't have, you know, places to race off to in the evening, they'd go out and look at homes. And like never said, the Zoom town um, right. effect has, has really been a big one in this market.
2: You can also... If you're really a nerd like me, you can go and you can look at how your neighbors' houses are decorated, yeah. <laughs> how how rich mansions are decorated. You can get idea. It's a place to dream. Yeah, it's wild. But it's okay. like someday. I mean, it's just it's. I don't know. We fall in love with it. Americans are picky, and mm-hmm. yet we have taken Zillow and we've made it our own. I, I can't think of a lot of other brands that we've adopted. I feel like the Americans have adopted Zillow. And I don't know the two you talk about, Neil, but the community that is built around Zillow, it's it's really a very, very interesting case study because um I just I figured I I think Zillow belongs to me. I believe mm-hmm. it belongs
1: to me. And that's a great position for us to consider from our clients perspective or customers. Are The people who shop for homes with us, we want them to feel like it belongs to them, that it's tailored to them, that it's, you know, supportive of them. And, you know, a lot of the work we do within um, the, the company side of the work is we talk about personas. The buyers. Who are the buyers? What What is their desires? What is their background? What is their buying power? How can we support those different dimensions in getting them into a place that they can call their own, whether it's a rental or a purchase of a home, or a you know some kind of real estate investment that they're getting into, etc. We we want these personas to feel comfortable, to feel supported, and that they are getting best value for their dollar. So so I guess one of
0: the other things that immediately I think is really helpful about uh, you know, online house viewing tools is, is the amount of time that it saves you in travelling to horrible, nasty places that you would never want to buy. Um, uh-huh. I, I mean... I've driven thousands of miles in the last few years, maybe tens of thousands of miles, traveling even to the ones that I've seen the online photos of. Um, but previously, when you were before the internet, finding a home, finding an apartment would mean traveling to a city, picking up the classifieds, going to the estate agents. You know, All of those kind of things take time and money and require mobility. So mm-hmm. particularly the, the cost and the the mobility challenges, uh, you know, meant that getting to quality housing are going to be more difficult for people in the disability community. So the online purchasing tools for, for housing are democratizing in, in that respect.
1: So I think yes, that's...
0: Yes, very, very much so. Consider.
1: Yeah, and you, see, you consider the fact that There is such a robust touring aspect on the site, wherein you can go out and have a 360 degree tour of the home before you even do anything further, because, you know, a picture of the outside is not a picture of the inside. and So you really need to know what the inside looks like as well. But then you can also view what the neighborhood looks like. Your house may be pristine and the rest of the neighborhood may be far from that, but you're right about the mobility aspect. This online touring does kind of even the playing field of doing that preliminary review of what house would be best for you, regardless of your background and whatever mobility issues you may face as you know as you move through your life. Um, you know, another topic we're starting to really pay attention to everywhere we turn, regardless of the fact that I work for Zillow. Um, is the fact of aging in place and you know the three of us know all of this very well Mm -hmm. and so it's important for someone doing a home tour to to see oh boy this is not a ranch i need a ranch i need a house with only one floor or i need you know a, a a bedroom and bathroom set up on the first floor i'm caring for an aging parent i need to be able to make sure that that individual will be able to be comfortable in this home um, you know, I have um, a disability whereby I utilize a wheel, a wheelchair. How am I going to navigate through narrowed hallways? Obviously, this home isn't for me. And all of this kind of stuff is really becoming more and more important. And, you know, what I think is interesting and totally unrelated to um, Zillow, but I don't know if the two of you saw the announcement that Pottery Barn has come out with about 150 different pieces of furniture that are designed with accessibility in mind
2: oh i did not see that yeah
1: yeah it's that's a game changer you know
2: think about it a pottery barn
1: yeah and you know of course some of the other retailers now will follow suit because Uh you know pottery barn tends to uh, um appeal to a more high-end and you know entry customer but um you know, you'll see others following suit, like your Targets and Walmarts probably will jump on this bandwagon as well. But that's another smart move forward, too, in the space of accessibility and assistive tech, you know, and now furniture that is accessible and really will work well in a home or in an office setting for someone who requires, you know, some extra extra attention in that space.
0: Uh, yeah, I expect Walmart will be up in their game. Of, you know, they've, just oh, yeah. uh, they've just appointed. uh They've just appointed Victor Calise as their head of accessibility, and Victor's yeah. Victor's uh, you, know, uh, you know a strong uh, in the, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, good fun too. I like Victor.
2: Yeah, he is really fun. The first time <laughs> I saw. Him, yeah, he he uh, went down the escalator in his wheelchair, and about we about had a heart attack, but he oh, got he it. Did. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we made him do it again so that we could take <laughs> pictures. Yeah, which was wrong, but like <laughs> he performed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's pretty I,
0: good. Uh, so, so yeah, I think the the, the tool does have sort of accidental accessibility benefits, you know, these, are, these were not things it was designed for, but it, it, it's facilitating these sort of things. But, but obviously, you're not a technology designer. Um, so so what are the programs that you're running within Zillow? And how do they, you know, how do they fit into um, the culture, feed into product design, but also what are you doing for for the, the employee base?
1: So, you know, obviously I'm still fairly new in this role, but one of the biggest things that we are doing is we are um, building up the educational offerings for our employees in this space of diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging, um, accessibility, especially because that's still something that isn't as widely um, understood or known. And we are pulling together Uh, review processes for all of our internal learning um, programs to make sure that they are as accessible and as inclusive as they possibly can be. We're focusing right now, I'm working on a really good project with um, our technical recruiters on Mm uh, making the recruiting process for technical employees more equitable, more inclusive, and especially more accessible. And that's you know that also includes a segment of their interview where they're asked to create something um, using code live, you know as a as an example of how they could act and react in the workplace and making sure that that process is not only accessible, but also inclusive and respectful of all of the different cultural and, you know, um, generational norms that exist. So that we're not asking someone to do something that they would feel uncomfortable with, we're asking them to do something they'd feel confident with being able to produce and then, you know, add to the to the work that we're doing here. So there's, and the personas themselves, you know, we're really concentrating on personas of differing abilities and backgrounds. And so, you know, being more reflective of what society looks like and ensuring that as our, you know, our teams are looking at their various responsibilities, that they use these personas to put themselves into the mindset of those individuals. And that's a big piece of the work too. I'm also right now working on survey questions for the um, employee survey to assess how people feel about, you know, their ability to um, be their authentic selves in the workplace. Um, Do they see programs that support what they're looking for greater understanding on? Do they see people like them in senior level roles in the company? Things along those lines. So lots of different moving parts and pieces, but with the intent that you know we're building a better internal experience. So the external experience will be that much more enriched as well. I partner with a lot of um, external groups. AARP, American Association for Retired Personnel here in the US has a coalition that I've been involved in since back in my auto days, which was is, is called Living, Learning and Earning Longer, mentioning the fact that, you know, we are staying in the workplace 10 to 15 years longer than any previous generation. And tied into that, I've been brought into one of their other coalitions called Age in Tech, where they're looking at, you know, New assistive technology products that will help people as they age. And then another uh, coalition through them, which is about equity and housing. And of course, since I work for Zillow, this is an important connection for me to have made. And, of course, I'm staying with the with the um, other tried and trues like Parity.org, which supports, supports the development and advancement of women and people of color in the workplace, um, the Hispanic Promise for the, the rights of Hispanic employees, working with veterans groups. In fact, one of the personas that we're now introducing is a disabled veteran. And so that's another angle and lens that our people are looking through as they're considering how to build and, you know, solution. That's
0: great.
2: Yeah, go, go ahead, Neil. I, I apologize.
0: No,
2: no, okay, fine. You first. Um, and also, I also apologize, Denise, for talking over you with my excitement about Zillow before. Sorry. Oh, my
1: goodness. No worries.
2: I get so excited. Um <laughs> Uh, But you started, down. well, I was going to ask you about Aging in Place. You already did that. And then I was going to ask you about, you know, Zillow is a surprise. I know Zillow must be surprised themselves of how successful they've been. And of course, it's really amazing when uh, the community takes the brand and makes it what we need it to be. And they let us do that is my perception. So I appreciate that. But we, like other countries, really, really struggle with um, making sure that everyone can be homeowners. And so, you know, and we're seeing, we continue to see really terrible stories about how people are being disenfranchised, discouraged from buying a home. You can't do it. it and so, and I just read something this morning in Jack Mullaney's Accessibility, I think, newsletter that talked about, um, Neil, we, you mentioned it, a Black professor whose house had been underestimated, undervalued by $300,000 because of the color of his skin. What? So what? Can, what is Zillow doing? What can we do to help and support Zillow but to try to break down some of the barriers to truly owning a home in the United States?
1: So obviously that is something that is looked at closely, carefully, and respectfully as well. And there's been some um, social impact programs in that space. Um, One of them has been, um, the title is Racism Has No Home Here. And of course, playing off the home and Zillow and so forth. Another one has been um, Better Together, where we're looking to ensure that people understand the processes and so forth. And right now, all of our employees, regardless of who they are and what their function and role is in the company, have been going through this training program um, where we're really talking about our leadership blueprint, our core values, and really providing at every step in the purchase or renting experience that we are there to support the individual, answer their questions. You know, um, some of the, and it's, there's, it's like this roadmap and it's, you know, depicted in cartoon fashion. And you see like people actually two people holding a house, tug of boring because they're in a bidding war. You see a person in a wheelchair sitting there with kind of a perplexed look, like, where do I go to find a home that's going to suit me? And the conversations that have come up around this this effort alone have really made such a difference in the way we're approaching things that we know we're on the right track because of this. So the internal work will support the external work and the ever-evolving um, opportunities we have to engage with the people that we serve.
0: Excellent. So, uh, I'm enjoying Deborah's enthusiasm for for obviously, you know, this is Deborah is a big fan of house porn, housing porn, uh, because as we call it in, in the UK, because we sort of uh, it's a guilty secret. Everybody's sort of looking at this stuff. Um but I I think that the markets are very you know that are really tough. Um and and the the disparity between the dream and the reality um has you know even for, for myself and I'm I'm privileged, I have a good job, um, you know, um not starting out in life the the disparity between you know what you like and the reality of what you can get for your money in in most of the global north is is really significant so i th- i think that that's especially amplified for for people with physical disabilities and, and so on i think uh this is starting out so i'd love to see initiatives with Partners like maybe like the IKEAs of this world because IKEA are doing modular housing, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and to do modular and accessible housing and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think there's there's a, so much innovation that can happen in the in the space. You know, when we're thinking about how you know, houses are designed, how uh, you know, if it's modular, you know, I think you know then you can configure stuff. I mean, Deborah just put something about Tesla in the, in the chat window and I'm thinking, well, oh yeah. Oh no, they're doing
2: it too, yeah. I actually want one, no, sorry, sorry, no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah, uh, so, but, I, but, but if you're buying a car, you go on, there's a
0: configurator and, and there are, I don't know, if, if, is there already when you go and search stuff like accessible homes, can you tick? Like, because uh, usually when, when we're searching in the UK, you can search and you can, there's all sorts of things you can break down. So you can break down, um, you know, we've got seniors accommodation, right? So you can put things like that. You can break it down whether you want a ranch, as you call it, bungalow, as we call it in the UK. Um, and and But are there things like saying, you know, um, accessible accommodation, all of these kind of things, are those things that pre-exist or things that we could maybe encourage the market to do more of, to narrow down that that search. Also, data drives behaviours. So right. if people see that there are huge numbers of searches for, you know, accessible homes, uh, you know, um, disability friendly um, ones that have been designed for ageing in place, that data can feed the, the manufacturing market. Mm. Um, because I'm sure that the big construction firms in the US are looking at Zillow data all the time. And, yes. And certainly are looking at sort of the, 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 the right move data and, the, uh, and the, the other data in the UK. I'm sure that it's the same in the US. They're not just building on spec. They, they, they want to know, what people are looking at, what we've noticed is the, over the last decade where I've been searching for homes, you know, the new homes that are being advertised are being designed in a slightly different layout because people, those are, they know what people are searching for. Right. So can we lead and influence that by shaping what people can search for so we can actually sort of filter up and make available, the fact that this is something
1: that people want and and, you know a lot of that work is being done every day there's conversations on those topics right on zillow's page there is a whole section on fair housing and what's nice about it is if if a person wants to understand more about what is um what fair housing really means um they talk about rental discrimination they talk about classes that are protected from rental discrimination um, what to consider when renting with to families with children, what do fair housing laws prohibit, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all kinds of stuff that people can learn right from that site. Then they talk about um, protected classes under state and law. So you can look at what's going on from protecting people who are aging, protecting veterans, um, sexual orientation, and et cetera. So there's a lot that, that can be Um, said, there's a segment about limited English proficiency. And, you know, how can you determine maximum occupancy of a home as well? So there's a lot that's out there. But of course, it's always being evolved, always being improved upon to be more aligned with how people are buying homes now. You know, like, I'll go back to what Deborah mentioned earlier, Zoom towns, you know, now that we are seeing the um, ability to move open up a little bit differently as a result of the pandemic and companies continuing continuing to have work-from-home solutions for their employees. Some people are moving because they can go someplace different now and still have the same job. So now that there's so much more... Um, demand in particular areas, it makes it even more important to have that understanding of what's available from, you know, an accessibility perspective, or I've got a family of nine and I need to be able to house them. You know, what, what rules do I have for a rental if I have a family of this size? And all of those different dimensions are, you know, really being considered and information, like I said, is popping up every single day
0: so i'm 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 busy sort of side eyeing stuff and 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 looking at your search filters so um yeah. so it's 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 interesting, so there is a bit to hide fifty five plus communities right um, yep. and we have that filter too, but surely there should also be a choice to only show those um, right right and, and so um so I'm thinking that i mean it's interesting must have pool, okay, yeah different world uh, must have, <laughs> I, I think that that's something that we in Britain are now considering much more seriously after the last few months but it's it's this section here where I think that that you could really um do Stop. some great work on inclusion by allowing people to to choose those kind of things so rather mm-hmm. than it being a keyword search because keyword searches are we know. That. Actually, yeah, right. then, yeah, They they require you to sort of think. So I mean, it's like maybe I'll put in accessible, but 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 that data then you you'll have the analytics on that, uh, and, and it will be something that yeah you know, potentially can help shape markets. Um, yes. So, and yeah, again, I, add to that, that feeling that Deborah mentioned before that
1: the person searching owns the the site because it's so tailored to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. that's it. You'll have your preferences mm-hmm. um, and, and then you can um, have them saved. And so you can only search for accessible homes with a massive pool and AC and um, <laughs> uh, in an over fifty five community.
1: <laughs> and was- you don't. Know- a maid and all of those wonderful things
0: to create that perfect life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 no. But in all seriousness, I do think it's. Um, I'm more and more interested in how, you know, data can drive behaviours in, in in industries, and and when you have a platform like this, which is pretty dominant, that there is a a real opportunity to be able to use the the data and use the community actually to shape something for good. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, you know, Um,
1: we have the whole, we have the whole arm of Zillow, which is called Zillow for good, where we're involved in social justice um, volunteerism. And that's another focus within that team too, is how we can help within the communities that we have, you know, a presence in and, you know, do what we can to, Make things um, more equitable out in the communities as well.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I mean it, sa- it sounds excellent, and now I'm getting all excited at looking at how. Many <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, mean, I can't i'm saying it, that. I mean,
1: it just draws you right in without it you to draw you in. in.
2: It, it, and before it, you know it, you've spent like forty five minutes just yeah looking, just looking. You know. it. It's like oh uh, just dreaming. You can just go out there and dream. Oh, wonder what it would be like to buy a five million dollar house on the beach. Oh, yeah. Let me just go see because I might not have the nerve to go and tour that five million dollar house, but I mm-hmm. sure can look at it online. You look at it exactly. <laughs> and I know. It, it, it yeah. has all of the. It, what's fascinating to me is how it it is just it has just become part of our society in a, in right. a way that brands always want to be. But mm-hmm. Zillow is loved, and I don't even know if they have any competitors. I, I, I don't know why anybody would go anywhere else but Zillow. I know I, it's terrible. I'm such a fan. Y'all need to pay me, Denise. Y'all need to give me some money because I love it.
1: <laughs> it's um, it's it's definitely becoming like the terms Xerox and Kleenex. Wait, well, and- that's
2: what I was gonna say. Right, <laughs> Kleenex, it's- or we know when you say Zillow. I mean, you don't do, you don't look for a house or apartment or rent or anything without going to check and Zillow in the States. You just don't. Right.
1: It's no longer just a noun. It's a verb now, too.
2: Yeah. Did you Zillow that?
1: Did you Zillow that? Wait, right it's, it's, um, it's, it's taken on its own life, which is yeah. such an interesting concept. And of course, an enormous responsibility, too, to be able to keep the um, integrity intact mm-hmm. and really still have your finger on the pulse of the communities that you serve.
2: Can I also say that, that we all know this too. Um, and I know that, um, Neil has walked some of this path, but sometimes, um, we don't like society doesn't like brands being successful. So then we like look for things to be mad at them about, or we look. Yeah. So, um, Zillow has been such a big success and it has become such an important part of how we do things in the United States. I would think there's also some people that yeah. It, it seems like it's sometimes a double-edged sword, but um, you just have to keep doing your best, right? Right.
1: And you know, we we have these these um, core principles that we live by, as well as the leadership blueprint. And you know, the leadership blueprint talks about fostering an environment where everyone can thrive, not just today, but tomorrow as well. And build relationships based on trust. And then within our core values, there's um, there's better together, which I mentioned. There is, you know, customers are our North Star. And then there's also the, the concept of turn on the lights, which means make, them under, make people understand what's available to them and what they can access and so forth. So that there is not that ambiguity and people aren't fumbling around in the dark trying to figure things out. And then, obviously, do the right thing is one of our largest um, um, core principle from everyone's perspective because we're all responsible for it. So those values, um, that that blueprint, it all drives the behavior of the people who work here. So it is a company that's focused on doing the right thing. And are I mean, you only in the States, Denise? Well, there is um, ever-evolving movement, so stay tuned for some information in the upcoming, very near future, actually, about some ideas to um, widen the the opportunity to be involved and engage with Zillow. So um, you you'll hear. I'll be happy to come back and talk about it once everything Yay. is announced. But yes, there is, you know, started here in the U.S., but there is there is some movement in that space.
0: Okay, interesting. And 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 how many employees does? Zillow have at
1: the the moment. We're around
0: 5,800.
1: Okay. So certainly not the size of Atos where Neil and I both worked together, but a a growing and committed employee base. Mm -hmm. We're hiring. So take a look at Zillow.com for open (laughs) roles. There are, you know, very technical positions and then positions with within the EMB organization, as well as, you know, every other department you might think of as typical in a business environment. So we're looking for top talent. We have great development opportunities for that talent, and we really expect them to be part of the evolution of this company.
0: Great. And, and not many organizations are of the scale of the ones that we've been in recently you know, right. not, you know when it gets into the hundreds of thousands it, it's it's a different magnitude different. yeah uh, and, and 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 there's so many other things going on I think that what you've got now is something where you've got a, a product set and an environment and a platform where I think you, you, you know you can focus on on that one thing of course there are multiple things within the company but it's not like there's Twenty-six different companies. It's not like the Metrosca right. that you get in beside big S, SIS where there's oh this little company and another one and another one. Right. So, yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing you, you know, motor forwards with uh, with your programs and We'll, we'll definitely check back in. See yeah. Thank you. Um, so great. Thanks. It's been it's been lovely to catch up with you. We um, look forward to you joining us on Twitter. And um, thank you once thank again. And yeah. For cool. the
2: text for yes, we love my clear text, but also I just want to make a comment. It's so cool to see leaders moving from different brands. Because okay, then we, it was Atos, and then you actually went with Microsoft for a little while, and now yeah. you're at Zillow. And I love how leaders are moving to different brands because this is so good for our community. So it is, and, and you know, know. certainly if five years. <laughs> About ten years, ten years ago, that would have been sort
1: of frowned upon, you know, and and maybe looked at with kind of a a
2: level of what is she doing wrong, (laughs) you know? Right, I agree, I agree. And now it's like, oh, okay, we understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, as this
1: world evolves and the way we work evolves, you will see, you know, hopefully more leaders who have some experience in this space and can bring that lens and that that different um approach to another company that may not be as mature as the one you right. came from or maybe focusing on something different than where you were before because you know I've been stretched every which way in the roles yeah. I've been which has been to my advantage and you know I've certainly learned something with everything I've done but you're right Deborah I think that this opportunity for the, the thought leadership and the the experience to move for the greater good yes. is more and more prevalent than ever. And I'm glad to see that as well.
2: I agree.
0: So, thank you
2: for being on, Denise. We love thank,
0: you. Thank you. And one it. final thing. We have a GoFundMe for Access Chat. So... Um, you know, we it costs us money to keep on there. We do this for, for love, but um, servers don't get paid in love. Uh, so, um, go fund us or at, at least go share because actually, we know the disability community is often cash strapped, and what we don't want is anyone going into financial difficulty to support us. But you share it on social media because there are, there will be people that want to contribute amongst our friends. We know who our friends are. Uh, It's great. And thank you to all that have. But, um, But yes, thank you. And see you soon.
1: Thank you. Bye, everyone.